Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Repodcasting. We are your hosts. I am Lucia Julio. And I'm Janet Brito. And uh, we decided to start this because we love talking about movies, first of all. Yes. And we also love talking about when <laughs> movies have um, some interesting casting choices. Yes. When movies should have been recasted. Because mm-hmm. I think personally that that is everything. Like, I, there are so many movies that I have seen that a change of cast, I think, would have made the world of difference. Definitely. And um, so we started chatting about which were the movies that we thought had uh, needed major recasting. and Which is <laughs> many. <laughs> we didn't realize there were so many. And uh, the first one that popped into my head was Shallow Hell. Which I don't understand why. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, the sh- Okay, so it's by the Farrelly brothers. Let's just start by saying this is... This movie was made in 2001, so it's it's an older movie, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious why this movie was even on your radar. <laughs> like, honestly, because it's not a recent movie. Was this a movie that you had seen before and it, like, stuck with you? or I had not seen it when it came out. In fact, I remember seeing the commercials and thinking it looked <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> why did you pick this movie? Like, did you... Yeah, so you it's, hadn't seen it. It's a really common Saturday afternoon movie, you know? Okay. Like, on TV. And so, maybe flipping here. channels... Oh, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's not... It's actually a movie that I haven't seen on tv so i don't know it crops up here in calgary okay on the regular (laughs) um and i don't know if my husband had already seen it or not but he would always leave it when he was flipping channels and that was on (laughs) and i often actually the first two times he did that i left the room i was like this is stupid i don't want to see this yeah and then when we were living in mexico city and i had nothing to do and we had a ton of movie channels it came on one day and i was like you know what I'm going to sit and watch it. And I did. Shallow how. By, the, by think, the Fairly Brothers. By the Fairly Brothers, who, let's face it, my favorite yes. movie in the world is yes. by the Fairly Created Brothers. the masterpiece. Dumb and Dumber. The cinematic masterpiece. Exactly. Dumb and Dumber. People don't believe me when I say that that's my legit favorite movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I gave it a chance. And I think that... Like, the casting, the miscasting stood out so much to me. I was just, like, my mind was boggled. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that at some of the choices that they made. And that this movie, like, came out and, like, made it into theaters and everything. Yeah. Like, with the choices that they had done. But apart from the casting, I think we can both agree that it needs other things as well. Yeah. Like, here's, <laughs> here's my history with Shallow House. So, I initially went to see it when it was released in theaters. Uh, because I remember when it was released in theaters, it was a big deal when yeah. it came out. It got a lot of press. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow was was big in 2001. Yeah. And I think Jack Black was just, like, sort of starting to become, like, really popular. Right. So um, I had already seen it, but obviously I hadn't seen it in 16 years. Yeah. So <laughs> there was very little of it that I remembered. So then... Rewatching it for this, I was really struck by what, oh, like, I, 
I, I don't even, I'm speechless right now yeah. because it needs more than recasting, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, I really, I mentioned this to you the other day. I don't think that this movie would get made in today's social climate. I really don't. I fully agree. This movie, I was watching it and I was like, this movie is so blatantly sexist and misogynistic. (laughs) And it's also so offensive for people who are, and I get it, like the joke is supposed to be, you know, that she's like a really heavy woman, but that's so offensive. And I think... Because we are so sensitive now with our language and, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. We were not as sensitive 16 years ago, obviously. But yeah, yeah, it was just, there were so many times where I was watching it and I was cringing because I was like, these jokes are so offensive to like someone who is heavier, especially when the like... When the seats kept breaking, every yeah. time they went out, every single time mm-hmm. they would go out for dinner, she would break a chair that she was sitting on. Yeah. Like, that's so ridiculous. That doesn't even happen. Exactly. And I know it's a movie. It but is pretty shocking that that running gag made it into the movie. Yeah. Even in 2001, no? That like, was so tired. Like, by the time that was still happening, more than halfway through the movie, it was like... Who wrote this? And I just want to say also that I sat for the the closing credits because Mm -hmm. I was really curious to see, like, I didn't, I couldn't remember, like, who I directed it. Like, I knew nothing about it, right? So then when it was finished, uh, and I just want to say, I almost didn't finish watching it. (laughs) Oh, no. I almost shut it off because I was like, this is too much. But anyway, so I did finish watching it. And then the closing credits, I was like, okay, directed by the Farrelly brothers, which, you know, like, they're, it's funny because when I Googled the Farrelly brothers afterwards as well, they're, I think it was Wikipedia described them as they write bathroom humor. I know. And that bums me out because I'm going to pop open my IMDb because I, I do want to see, I think, like... They hold a special place in my heart because of Dumb and Dumber. But that being said, I think everything else they've done is bad, in my opinion. But I need to double check their... uh... Um, So while you're doing that, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, So Because I have so many issues with this movie. So there was that. So it was by the Farrelly Brothers. But then I was also curious to see how many women actually worked on this film. So, you know, it's directed by the Farrelly brothers. It was written by three men. Yeah. It was the Farrelly brothers who wrote it as well as someone named Sean Moynihan. So three dudes, three white dudes wrote it. And I mean, it's obvious while you're watching it, this is a movie that was written by a white man or white men. Like there's, there's no way that, a woman would have written, maybe that's, maybe that sounds sexist, but I just felt like I don't think a woman would have written something so sexist. I don't know. Um, so, and also there were very few women who worked on this movie. Like, you know, they showed, like they went through, it was mostly costume designers. Mm -hmm. That's where there seemed to be like two or three women who worked on it. And then there was like a rando woman who like worked on editing or something or, Mm -hmm. But because at the the closing credits, they also, like, they had the names, but then they were also showing the people. Oh, really? 
they showed the people who worked on it and it's like, man, white man, white man, 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 white man, white man. And it's like, wow, this was like a testosterone centric (laughs) film, which yes, like the jokes just felt. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I have to say, while I didn't look at the credits, Mm -hmm. what you're saying doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) It didn't surprise me either. Yeah. And so there was that, but I also found that really interesting (laughs) because where we are today with filmmaking, you know, we're starting to see like more and more people talking about women being more inclusive and hopefully like that is changing for sure. Because yeah, it was 16 years ago. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, that being said, do you want to like talk about who? Oh, sure. Actually, before we get into that, I wanted to add because I mean, it is blatantly offensive the way that they're portraying (laughs) large women, but also insanely hypocritical. And I don't know if it's on purpose. Jack Black and Jason Alexander are not slender men. Right. They're not models. They're like, they're not your typical, they they would never even be, they're not classically handsome. No. And I feel like that was part of the joke. You think so? I it Hope didn't so. feel like it. I don't know. To me, it felt like, <laughs> you know, they, they were, they were these two like unattractive men mm-hmm. who ironically were attracting like all these, because the, the guy, or sorry, not the guy, the woman that Maurizio is dating when she pulls up on the bike in yeah. the park, she's mm-hmm. like this bombshell. Exactly. Like she's like this total supermodel. And it's like... In real life, women like that would not be dating, like, a dude who is that shallow and also who, like, spray paints his hair onto his head. Because I was, that was the other thing. I was like, is that spray paint on his bald head? Like, what is going on? And he's not fooling anybody. Right. So I think that was supposed to be part of the joke, (laughs) that these two total, unattractive, unfit, rubes are attracting like these maybe these attractive women i think because that also almost feels like and and maybe that's it maybe i just didn't quite catch that they were trying to be ironic there because that frustrated me yeah i I was like yeah this is clearly written by men if they think that that gorgeous woman would be with Maurizio. so i guess we could look at it both ways when we finally have the Farrelly Brothers on this podcast. Right, right. Oh, by <laughs> the way, Farrelly Brothers, please come on the podcast. <laughs> when we finally have them on here, we can actually ask them these questions. Good idea. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, so there are some... So you start, because yeah, this was okay. your pick. So you start with who you would have liked to have seen in All those right. roles. So I only recast, let's see... Oh. Uh, I really only recast the main three. Okay. I didn't get into the smaller roles. Okay. So the Hal uh, character, Jack Black. Yes. I thought, because I wasn't really thinking of it ironically, I thought we needed somebody a little more charming and cute. And I do find Jack Black charming. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. I thought we needed somebody just a little more like typically handsome, let's say. Yes. So I thought Adam Scott would be really fun in that role. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, Adam Scott. See, here's the thing. When I was recasting it, I wasn't sure if we were recasting it present day or, like, if we were recasting it 
in, you know, 2001. But yeah. Adam Scott was around in 2001. He was. He yeah. maybe wasn't a name yet. Like no. a household and he name. wouldn't have been right. the star of a movie right. at that point. So, sure. but that is actually, that's actually good. Because I think I could see him in that role. He's funny. Right. He is funny. Um, and he can yeah. be really, like, he, his character of Ben on Parks and Recreation, I don't know if you watched that. I, Yeah. It's, he's such he a, like, sweet, charming, kind of goofy guy that I thought that that would be really good. But I've also seen him be able to play right. kind of a jerk. And, yes. like, so you can see that he could be shallow. Yes. That's that's where I came from. Okay. And also, I want to mention that, like, I agree. I wasn't sure what era we were yeah. recasting or anything yeah. like that. And, in fact, for a few of them, I was like, oh, I'd love to pair, like, 1998 this person, yes. but with 2007 that person right, or right, whatever. Right. So I just okay. I just ended up picking okay. recent people. Sure. That's Current fine. people. Okay. Um, and then, do you want to go into your hell? And no, you you do your okay. picks. I'll then do I'll do thing. mine after. Okay. So the, the reason for me even picking this movie was 100% Mauricio. <laughs> <laughs> Why, like, I think Jason Alexander is a great actor, but I don't know why he is in this movie in that role. That spray paint hair <laughs> was a major, like, stumbling block for me. And I think it's supposed to be part of the joke of the character, right? That I he guess, spray paints his hair. Because nobody could take that seriously. Yes, because there's, at one point, at the towards the end of the movie, like, it starts to... I don't, it, it's, it doesn't rain, oh, but something happens right. and Jack Black's character, Hal actually points out like you need to refresh that. So at that point I was like, okay, but yeah, that yeah. spray paint hair was, I just, I came from it as like thinking of people I know and people who, <laughs> hopefully there's you no know, nice way to say this. Hopefully you don't know <laughs> one like Maurizio. <laughs> no. No, and that's exactly it. So people who did not grow up really good looking, didn't have the world handed to them on a platter. Right. And they don't usually turn out like this Mauricio character. I yeah. just feel like where is this crazy confidence coming from? Right, right, That right. he thinks that he deserves only gorgeous women. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I have met guys who oh. are like that. Maybe okay. not as unattractive as Maurizio. <laughs> this feels so mean. <laughs> but um, I will say that I have met men who are like that, mm -hmm. who are far from perfect, but want like a Victoria's Secret model. So girlfriend. I guess he's just like those typical guys exaggerated. But again, that's why I felt like it was so male centric. Yeah. No because kidding. that's such Yeah. I also I feel now the need to defend one thing too. Mm -hmm. Because I I like the very basic basic premise of it. That this shallow guy who only ever cares about looks suddenly is only seeing people by their personality. Yeah, but he's hypnotized by Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah. Did you miss that part? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's hypnotized in... That's Has Tony Robbins never hypnotized you? <laughs> he's totally doing this because he's hypnotized in an elevator. So it's not because... I mean, he gets there... Exactly. ...eventually in his journey. But initially, it's like... 
but there is a journey. <laughs> that is, yes. And so I feel like there is a good movie somewhere underneath all this. Okay. Who's your Mauricio? <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. So my Mauricio, I thought, um, I was trying to pair somebody with Adam Scott. Right, right, right. And maybe this is a bad choice because they're about to do a show together now, but I picked Craig Davidson. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Because I also thought that Mauricio has to be, let's say, more handsome than Jason Alexander. Sorry, Jason Alexander. <laughs> Jason Alexander <laughs> is never going to be on this podcast. Yeah, he, so he it's won't. Good. It's okay. <laughs> um, but also somebody who would, like, still be able to kind of be this, like, lecherous guy who's maybe riding mm. on Hal's coattails. Yeah. And so that's why he's so invested in who Hal is with. Yeah, I think he has, like, I think he could definitely pull it off. Yeah. He's... He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I think he could do it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He could and def- also... He'd be... Like, I think he he can do, like, that sort of sidekick role. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. And then for the Gwyneth Paltrow, Rosemary role. Rosemary. <sighs> Who did you cast? I brought it Recast. down to two. I couldn't okay, pick between fine. two. Yeah. So I really like the idea of Rashida Jones in that role because okay. I think she's, like... Re- Actually, I want to preface this all by saying... In today's world, as we're doing these recastings, I don't think any, like, popular woman actress who doesn't, like, absolutely need a job and and has no name in Hollywood would do this. Right. So, even as I was, like, thinking, oh, Rashida Jones would be so good, I was also thinking, Rashida Jones would never do this. (laughs) No, she definitely would not. Yeah. She is, like, all about the female empowerment. Yeah. She's, like, a very vocal feminist. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. she's not the best choice, but just thinking of her as an actress, or right. should we just use the word actor? <laughs> just thinking of her as an actor, I thought that she's she's really like she's really pretty, she's really mm-hmm. girl next door, yes. and that feels right for Rosemary. Because also one of the things I didn't love about because I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was actually good in the role, mm-hmm. but I didn't love how like she was very almost trashy her character. No? Trashy, like in what sense? Like. She was, she wore extremely revealing clothing. And I'm talking about when we see her, like, the slender Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. Um, She was wearing very revealing clothing. And I remember, like, a scene of her bending over or something like that. And I just, there was some things that bothered me about that. Right. But that's, okay, so she's, okay, I, I sort of get what you're saying, but at the same time, you have to remember, again, this was written by three men. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so they're not gonna... So they've dressed her in these outfits, and that's also part of the joke. And see, here's the other problem that I have with this. It's like they're saying that a fat woman, or what their idea of a fat woman is, that she can't wear what she wants to wear. Like, she's wearing these revealing clothes, and, like, they look great on Gwyneth Paltrow because she's got a smoking bod, but, like, ha, 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 on the fat girl. Like, look at that thong. It's ridiculous. Look at the size of it. Like, she's shopping for lingerie. Like, the whole thing felt so wrong all the time because they were constantly, constantly, constantly poking. And I get it. Like, that's the joke. I get it. But why did they have to make her? Here's the other thing. Like, because you saw, like, all the women afterwards, what they really looked like, right? Mm -hmm. After the spell was broken or whatever, (laughs) the Tony Robbins spell. And, you know, like, some of the women had, like, these funky teeth and, or, like, when 
you'd see them through Maurizio's eyes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they had like one girl one had a unibrow yeah. or whatever, like whatever yes. they, they deemed as unattractive, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like they made Rosemary, like not only did they make her like unattractive, but to boot, they made her like grossly obese. Yes. She wasn't just So I really, yeah, like I felt like there was, they just like pushed it too far. Like why couldn't she have had like a unibrow? Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like it really Mm -hmm. felt like they were poking at her size at her weight oh, and, and they were yeah they were no I know yeah. but it, that just yeah so yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying but at the same time it was written by three men mm-hmm. so that's why you had her like leaning over in like booty shorts and all this other yeah. stuff right so yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's very fair who was your second you said um, you had oh, two. yeah I thought Mila Kunis would have been really fun in that yeah way. yeah she could have She'd be good at it, for mm-hmm. sure. She'd be good. I could see her in that role. Yeah. And she I think she could convincingly pull it off better than, like, Rashida Jones would be yeah. able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so those, those were the only picks. ones. Okay. Yeah. So Did I, you recast Maura? Uh, only. <laughs> Did you recast Tony Robbins? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I made Tony Robbins. I made this a whole feminist uh, movie. Tony Robbins was now Oprah. Nice. <laughs> Actually, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would. But no, I when I recast it, when I uh, did my picks, I recast it with who I thought would have been good in two thousand and one. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And I kind of like even went back and saw like who's because I to be honest, like watching it while I was watching it, I thought to myself, you know. Like, so-and-so would have been so much better than this person. Okay. And so I was thinking that already as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, for starters, for the Hal character, I think that Paul Rudd would have been awesome yeah. in that role. And I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll justify my, my picks here. <laughs> First of all, Paul Rudd was already around at that point in mm-hmm. 2001. He had a career. It was a burgeoning career. So I think for him, it would have been a great role to like help his career take off. Yeah. Um, like you, I would have made the Hal character a little more attractive. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jack Black. I not actually sure. really find Jack Black super cute and charming. I don't. But I, at all. Okay. That, and let me just say again, that whole cuckoo, cuckoo, <laughs> I wanted to like punch Jack Black's face every time he did that. Now, that was you- not funny at all. I agree that that was not funny, but do you think Jack Black wrote that part? No, he didn't write okay. it. Okay. It's not his fault. <laughs> and he did the whole cuckoo thing very well. That yes. was great <laughs> acting skill. I'm just saying you bugged the shit out of me. Sorry. Okay. Excuse me. I swore. That's So right. I really believe that Paul Rudd would have been excellent yeah, in that role. Really because pick. again, he is a little more classically handsome Mm -hmm. and I really feel that Paul Rudd like has the acting ability to have pulled off that role better than Jack Black would have. I agree with that. Yeah. Paul Rudd is underrated completely. He is hilarious and he also has this way of 
being like funny in a very subtle way. Mm -hmm. I just think he would have killed that role. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually a little jealous of your pick because that's pretty perfect. (laughs) And I know that you love Paul Rudd as well. So the Rosemary. Oh, no, sorry. Not, I have it written down. Sorry. Uh, Maurizio. So then like you, I was trying to think who would have played opposite Paul Rudd really well, who would have been like a really good sidekick, but also who actually would have been funny. Because again, I love Jason Alexander. I loved him as George Costanza. He will always be George Costanza (laughs) for me. Um, He is funny, but that role was wrong. Mm -hmm. He was all wrong for that role. And I'm not even sure why they cast him. Maybe he's like one of the Fairley brothers buddies or something. Who knows? Uh, and they decided, I mean, he had a career, he was famous from Seinfeld, yep. but still, I just felt that he was completely miscast in that role. I, you you might laugh at this, but I think he would have been really good. I would have chosen Horatio Sands uh-huh. because you know what? I like, I didn't Google Horatio Sands, but I'm pretty sure he was like, if he wasn't on SNL already, like again, he had like a burgeoning career. Yeah. I think he, and I think he would have been great opposite Paul Rudd. Like I think yeah. the two of them would have played off each other really well. And he's and so funny. Horatio Sands is actually funny. Yeah. And I could totally see him in that role because Horatio Sands also like knows how to play like that kind of annoying, like guy, right. Mm-hmm. The kind of gets on your nerves. And I Definitely. think, I think he would have been really good in that role. And I think him, or he and Paul Rudd would have been like a really awesome comedy duo. Okay. I think they would have actually been funny in it. Yeah. As opposed to like this lame comedy that was being forced on us with Jack Black. And I yeah. think part of the problem with Jack Black and uh, Jason Alexander was that they had no chemistry. They had no chemistry and it almost felt like they were too similar in a way. Like there wasn't enough to play off of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, so sorry. Yes. I did look up Horatio Sands. He, in 2001, he did something called Saturday night live primetime extra. So he was already on the Right. Scene. So, I mean, because again, like 16 years ago, Jack Black was not huge. Yeah, no. uh, Jason Alexander was probably more, had more of a career than he did, but I really feel like he would have, I liked yeah, him. I think, I think for that role, I would have liked him. Yeah. Okay. So for Rosemary, I did not like Gwyneth Paltrow at all as Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Like I, again, I don't know why she was cast. She had a career yeah. in 2001. I think she'd already won the Oscar. Why did she do this? I have no, again, I don't know if she's buddies with, maybe she's friends with them. Maybe they blackmailed her. Don't, yeah. I have no idea why she, someone with an Oscar would willingly do this movie. Oh my God. I have no idea. Um, I think she was miscast. Not that, I mean, yeah, I get it. She's like the perfect, beautiful woman. Absolutely. Like there's no argument there, but she's not funny. Right. That's very I true. really didn't feel that she was funny in this role. Yeah. And to You're me, right. is this like this movie is supposed to be a comedy. It's by the Farrelly brothers, so I'm assuming it's supposed to be a comedy and again, like I didn't really feel she had a lot, like she had some chemistry, but I don't know, I just didn't really feel that they played very well off one another. 
So like you, I kind of had two people in mind. Um, the one person that I did go with, because I think she would have been very good in this role and she would have been funny because she actually has comedy chops. I would have loved to have seen Drew Barrymore in this really? role. Or my second choice was Kate Hudson. Okay. I think Kate Hudson could have pulled this off very convincingly yeah. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Because she does comedy well. Definitely. And they're both beautiful. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I feel like Drew Barrymore would have brought a lot of heart to the role as well. Because mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore... Drew Barrymore is funny. Like, she does comedy really, really well. She's gorgeous. She's glamorous. So Mm -hmm. there's that glam factor that Gwyneth Paltrow definitely has. Mm -hmm. But Drew Barrymore just has, like, there's this heart to always to all of her characters. And I really feel like... She and she would have been so good with Paul Rudd. Yeah, like I could see true. them. I could see them like being in love and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I saw her in the role. I was like, she should have been cast. Why have Drew Barrymore and Paul Rudd never done a movie? Together? I don't know. Drew they Barrymore and Paul Rudd. If you are listening to our first episode, you need to do a movie together. Someone needs to cast you guys. Um, so yeah, I would have picked her. Now, I <laughs> I recast Rosemary's Dad because oh, this was another huge issue that I had with this movie. Okay. Why was Rosemary's dad like such a stereotype of an Irish person? Okay. Like that, I'm not even Irish and I was offended. I'm pretty sure that actor is not Irish. That was like the fakest Irish accent. Is he Irish? I don't know. I don't think he is. To me, that was a fake Irish accent. I'm pretty sure I've seen (laughs) him in mob movies and he's, that actor is not Irish. (laughs) So I kind of, the first thing that I didn't understand was why they made him Irish in the first place. Is it this man? Yeah, Joe. Joe Vitarelli. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I something tells me that the name Vitarelli is not super Irish. Yeah. Okay. Oh I don't know goodness. where they were going with this whole Rosemary's dad has to be Irish. Like it just felt and so super stereotypically Irish. It so felt it felt so random. Yeah. And it felt so offensive to Irish people. Like it was such a caricature. Yeah. Of an like it was like. It was like an accent that like a leprechaun on Red Bull would be like pulling. Like it was ridiculous. There was just so many components of this movie that made no sense. Okay, so we're back after Lucia forgot to plug in the laptop. (laughs) And we almost (laughs) lost this entire thing. And I would have started crying if we had. Um, So we're back. So anyway, I'll just wrap up. The whole thing with Rosemary's dad, again, just to, you know, repeat it. I didn't get why he was Irish. The actor, you know... I mean, he did that Irish accent, but it was so stereotypical and it was, it was just embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And I didn't understand. It seemed so random why her dad had to be Irish. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was offensive as well. Like it was just, he did. He sounded like, like a bad leprechaun. Like that's what it was. It was such a caricature of like an Irish accent and I didn't get it, but 
if we were stay if we were going to stay with like the whole Irish theme, there are better Irish actors who are actually Irish. Yes. And the person that I would have cast as Rosemary's dad, if they were intent on keeping him Irish, would have been Brendan Gleeson. Oh, that's perfect. And he would have been awesome. He would have been awesome. Because Brendan Gleeson... And he Gleeson, wouldn't have been a caricature. Actually, I don't know if he's Brendan Gleeson is Irish or Scottish, but regardless, he would have done <laughs> the accent a lot better. Yeah. And Brendan Gleeson... And again, like it's not like they picked an actor who was well-known... Yeah. Who had any sort of name value? Like he's from he's he's been, Joe Vitarelli or whatever his yeah, name yeah. is. He's not like a huge actor, so sure. I felt like it didn't necessarily have to be someone who was like a name, a big yeah. name. And at the time, Brendan Gleeson, I don't believe, was a name in 2001, and he would have been great. He would have been great, and he could have played like that angry, like <laughs> overprotective dad. Like yeah. I really pictured him in that role. I like it. That's and a really, I really good pick. I really think he would have done a far better job than poor Joe Vitarelli <laughs> who had to like do, you know, uh, like language gymnastics there and in my opinion failed. Sorry, Joe Vitarelli. I'm sure you're a lovely actor and, you know, you're great, but you can't do, you can't do an Irish accent right. worth Worth your life. Um, yeah. So, Brendan Gleeson is Irish. He was born in Dublin. Yay. Yeah. So, see? He wouldn't have even had to have tried. Yes. He could have just... Spoken. Used his own beautiful <laughs> Irish accent that's real. Yes. Not, like, the Lucky Charms oh, man. dude. Yeah. And so, around that time, he was in Lake Placid in 1999. He was the sheriff. Yeah, like, Brendan Gleeson didn't He was really... in Mission Impossible 2. Listen, let's face it. Nobody knew who Brendan Gleeson was till oh, he did that enough. Harry Potter movie. <laughs> and he played... When was uh, that? He played Professor... Oh, my gosh, his name. Moody. Professor Moody, yes. I had like a brain moment there. Now, when was in Bruges? Oh, that was later. Because to me, every time I think of Brendan Gleeson, I automatically think of in Bruges. Oh, really? He's so good in that. Yeah, I've seen in Bruges, but no, for me, Brendan Gleeson is Professor Moody. Okay. Always, because, but that's also because I am a Harry Potter nerd. (laughs) So, I'm a proud Harry Potter nerd. Good. So, yeah, but for me, that's. Brendan Gleeson will always be Professor Moody. And he's a really good pick. And he's a great actor. Like, he can do funny, you know, he's just, I I think he would have been a far better, if they were intent on going with some (laughs) Irish actor, which again, I have no idea why her father (laughs) was written as Irish. Right. I did not understand the the whole logic behind that I didn't get it at all yeah. I don't know if it was some sort of inside joke that the yeah. Fairley brothers had it's true it made no sense maybe it was Sean Moyne is Moynihan uh, an Irish name maybe Sean Moynihan sure. is Irish who knows <laughs> and he decided you know but it yeah. just the whole thing was very bizarre in right. my opinion um, yeah that's I agree and now that we're talking about it more. Yeah, this movie needs more than just recasting and rewriting. It needs even more than that. I'm glad that I convinced you, Lucia. I'm yeah. glad that I swayed you over to my side yeah. because... But I wonder if... Uh, do you remember it being 
the, as offensive in 2001 when you saw it in no, the theater? No, it wasn't. Like okay. I said, I mean, we so live in a different... Yeah, partially it's a product of its time. Yes. That doesn't really excuse it, because it's still pretty rough. But it's still offensive. I yeah. still feel like it was not appropriate to make jokes like that in 2001. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I get it. It's a comedy. We're supposed to laugh and be entertained. But yeah. it really... It just felt so inappropriate on so many levels and the whole road I found the whole Rosemary thing like with her being the way they kept poking fun at her and you know breaking the furniture ha 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 look the fat woman broke the chair that's so hilarious yeah it was just so offensive it almost feels to me like maybe they shopped it around well then again it was 2001 but maybe they shopped it around saying like look we have this movie with heart and the guy goes on a journey and he learns a Mm. lesson at the end and it's about not judging a book by its cover but in the back of their minds they were like hey we have this vehicle to do all these fat jokes yay (laughs) yeah like look i have all these fat jokes that i wrote this weekend like Maybe we can make a movie. <laughs> that I wrote an hour ago. I don't think they put a whole weekend into it. <laughs> so those are my picks. I really feel that had those people been cast in the movie. And new would've. writers had been cast. <laughs> yeah. That it could have been a those, much better those movie. Those actors would have yeah. played the roles I a lot really better. Like your and your picks. picks your picks were good too. I liked them. Yeah. I think you know what I think. Yeah, yours are more contemporary. I think um, definitely. If let's say by some like bizarre turn of events, your dishwasher wanted to be part of this podcast. No, don't turn it off. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It's all good. No, leave it. Um, But uh, I really feel that, like I said, if this movie by some strange bizarro. turn of events was actually being made or remade. If I hear that there's going to be a shallow hell remake, I will like... We will go to the movies together and watch I it. I don't even know what I would do. I would have an atomic like, meltdown. meltdown. Absolutely. Oh, no. But I think if this movie was being remade, I think like definitely that they would need diversity in it yeah. totally. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. And your picks were were really good in that sense that mm-hmm. you covered that. Like, I think diversity would be really important, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's, it's essentially the 2001 version is a movie written by white men. Yeah. F- made for white men. Right. Absolutely. That was the audience, obviously. Like, yeah. I could see a bunch of, like, white, like, frat... Guys, yeah. sitting around the frat house watching this movie, and thinking howling. thinking those fat jokes were like the best jokes that they'd ever heard yep. in their life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Like if this movie was being remade, like they would need diver, they would need so much, but like diversity definitely. And I, if it was being made today, I would totally recast Oprah. Yes. She'd be so good. She in that would role. be the Tony Robbins. Yes. Yeah. And she'd be totally. And like, she wouldn't even have to hypnotize somebody. She'd just have to say, "Do this," and they would do it. She would right? just have to give him a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'd be like, "Sure, I'll do anything you want, Oprah. <laughs> Here's a brand new GM vehicle." 
Oh my gosh, I love it. So any closing comments? Anything that you would like to add? Well, I would like Anything you would like to say about my picks? I've told you I think yours are really good. Yours definitely... Like, you covered the the diversity more than I did. I had too many white well, people. <laughs> but I, I'm honestly jealous that I didn't think of Paul Rudd. <laughs> I think he's perfect for yeah. it. In 2001 or today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he hasn't aged. I know. He's, What's his secret? He's Benjamin Button. He's, <laughs> like the, he's the real Benjamin Button. Yeah. Uh, and Brendan Gleeson is absolutely perfect. Um, who's your, mer- oh, Horatio Sands. I really like that Horatio idea. Horatio Sands. I think he would be, yeah. he would be funny, like you said. And that's part of what's baffling about this movie, because Jack Black is funny. Jason Alexander is funny. Yes, but not why? together. Yes, why aren't they not funny together? together? Why is and, this movie Well, funny? you know what? I don't think they could make this material funny. As That's true, too. You know, as accomplished, <laughs> as talented as they both are, yeah. like, I don't know that they could have made this material funny, to be yeah. perfectly honest. But yeah. I really felt that they were both miscast. I felt the casting was completely off, yeah. along with everything else. <laughs> the casting was, like, really off on this movie. Yeah. I'm, um... I am having trouble picturing Drew Barrymore. Okay. But I agree with you 100% that she would bring more heart to it. Like, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, I can't picture her in the role. Yeah. No, I but think... But it's good. It's a good choice. Drew Barrymore, I think she could have pulled it off. But again, like, I was... It was between her and Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. I think Kate Hudson could have played this yeah. role really well mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Kate Hudson is funny. Like, she she's... Is. Kate Hudson is all about the rom-com, right? Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I think she would have been excellent she as well. Was Really young in two thousand one, no. Um, she had maybe just done almost famous. So was Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, really? Gwyneth Paltrow was very young okay. as well. Yeah, uh, Kate Hudson had was just becoming famous. Mm-hmm. So again, that's why I could have seen her in this role. Right. I think she yeah. would have absolutely been good in this role mm-hmm. too. But I don't know. I think Drew Barrymore just would have brought a whole other level to the role, and yeah. she's funny. Like, oh yeah, she's she funny. is funny. She could have done this yeah. totally. They both could have. They're both mm-hmm. awesome. But I, I would have liked to seen I would have liked to have seen Drew Barrymore and Paul Rudd me too I like work that pairing. off of one another I think they would have played off of one another beautifully yeah yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> nice yay um, high five Woo! Woo! okay well um just like as part of our closing credits I'm going to mention the other movies that the Farrelly brothers directed sure. they started with Dumb and Dumber that was their first then was Kingpin I personally didn't like that, but I know a lot of people did. I have not seen that. I've only seen Dumb and Dumber in this movie. I've not Uh, seen uh, any other of their work. The next movie they did was There's Something About Mary. I haven't seen that. What? Is that true? I'm being serious. Oh my god! I've never seen it. Wow. I'm shocked to hear that. I've never seen it. That was huge. I'm surprised you didn't see it. No, I never watched it. Um, I didn't... I, I liked it, but I did not like it as much as everybody else. Because I remember mm-hmm. that summer, like, everybody had seen it, and it was, like, right. all anybody was talking yeah, about. No, I never but, watched it. Um, but that one did well. And then Me, Myself, and Irene was a weird one. That I saw, and that was... Yeah. I don't no, like Not good. That um, then Shallow Hell. Uh-huh. Then Osmosis Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Stuck on You, which was just embarrassing. What is that? That is oh, Matt no, no, Damon no. and Greg Kinnear playing Siamese twins. No. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Fever Pitch, actually. But they didn't write that. Oh, that my was based God. Nate uh, Hornby. That novel. was awful. Did you see that? Yeah. 
Next. What else? <laughs> I thought it was fine. Next, the Heartbreak Kid, which I've never seen. It's um, it's also a remake. Um, it's a Ben Stiller one. I don't know that. I've heard it's funny, but honestly, Ben Stiller's shtick gets old on me fast. Okay. Um, and then Hall Pass, which looked awful. Mm-hmm. Movie Forty Three, which I remember just being like a bomb. Mm-hmm. The Three Stooges in two thousand twelve. I don't no. even know what that and is. Then Dumb- and then Dumb and Dumber Two, which was. Yeah. Nearly a masterpiece. Okay. So, Fairly <laughs> Brothers, where I'm seeing a pattern in your well, films. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is breaking. Breaking news. Fairly <laughs> yeah. Brothers. No kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. So, apart to me, apart from Dumb and Dumber, and I didn't mind Dumb and Dumber too. I thought it was still fairly funny. Um, fairly funny. Ha ha pun. <laughs> That's the kind of joke that you would hear in a movie like Shallow Hell. It, yes. <laughs> you could officially write for the Yay. with the Farrelly brothers. All right. I'm in. Okay, so that was the next movie. I can't wait to, to yeah. do the next movie. That exactly. was really interesting. Should we give a teaser what the next movie will be? Yes, I'll let you do that. Okay, so my pick was Shallow Hell, and um, Janet's pick was The Girl on the Train. And that will be our And we won't get into it too. No, no. <laughs> okay, hopefully people listened. Yeah, thanks, thanks very for, much. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Bye. Hello again. Just a quick note to let you know that the next episode will actually be 2006's The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and Jack Black. It's available on Netflix in case you want to watch it before the next episode. And Girl on the Train will now be our third episode. I hope you'll join us.